There's an old Chinese parable. Uh, it basically goes, as the, there was this old farmer out in the countryside, and his son accidentally left the gate for the horses open. And his horse, who basically did all of his manual labor, got out. It was all of his work. And so the people of the village went to the, the Chinese farmer and said, wow, isn't that unfortunate? That's so sad that your horse was left out, that your horse ran away. And his response was, well, maybe yes, maybe no. The next day, the horse, his horse, came and brought back six wild horses. The villagers saw that. They went up to the man, the, village, the, the, the farmer, and said, wow, isn't that wonderful that your horse brought six wild horses, that you have more horses now? And his response, maybe yes, maybe no. The next day, his son was training and trying to break a wild horse, the wild horse bucked him off. He broke his leg. Couldn't do work anymore. The villagers went up to him and said, wow, that's so unfortunate. It breaks our heart that your son can't do work anymore. And he looked at them and said, maybe yes, maybe no. The next day, the Chinese emperor came or sent his delegates to go into the village to, constri to conscript every healthy male in the village in order to fight in the army. Which means, basically, that his son did not have to go and fight in, an army, in, a, in the army in a battle that they were probably going to lose. They, the, the villagers then went up to him and said, wow, isn't that wonderful? And he said yet again, maybe yes, maybe no. This, this parable kind of continues along this path. And it's a parable that can kind of mean a lot of things. But fundamentally, to me, what it means is that it's a good idea and it's better to reserve judgment. To reserve the tendency to immediately label and just make our snap decisions on this is good, this is bad, this is that, this is this. We have a tendency to kind of look at life, to look at misfortune, to look at things that don't go our exact way, that don't go according to plan, and tend to be judgmental. We tend to look at life and look at things that are going exactly according to plan, and yet again tend to be judgmental, think this is wonderful. Or, in the latter case, think this is terrible. And that's kind of what these disciples are guilty of in today's gospel. Here we are, we have a man who is born blind. A man who cannot see. Now, bear in mind, a man, like we need to consider this, to be born blind is an incredibly, arguably it's an impossible thing to even heal from. Only in the most recent technology, and I'm talking within the, the past five years, has it even been possible to even somewhat restore sight to people who have been born blind. Restoring the sight to people who lose their sight through you know, various means or whatever is a little bit easier, medically speaking. But to somebody who was born without sight, restoring that is, a, is almost impossible. And so that's what these people are acknowledging. That's what these disciples are seeing. They look at this man born blind, and they look at Jesus and say, Who sinned? What's responsible for this? Was it this man, or was it the parents? Who sinned? In other words, they see this unfortunate and they cast judgment. The Pharisees go even further. See, the disciples just asked a question, who sinned? They linked the, the blindness to the sin. The Pharisees said something else. They looked at him, and they said, you were born in sin, and you are trying to teach us. And what did the Pharisees do? They threw him out. You see, the disciples and the Pharisees in today's gospel passage very much behave like the villagers in the Chinese parable. Very quick to judge. Very quick to look at a surface situation 
and ultimately declare whether it is good or whether it is bad. But Jesus takes a different approach. Jesus takes an approach that I think you and I are all called to, to take if we are to maintain peace in this life where things never go according to plan. Jesus instead of looks at this incredibly tragic situation of a man born blind, of a man forced to beg, of a man who by all utilitarian, that is like just purely like, you know, this man, whether you can work or not, by all utilitarian views is useless to society. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't condemn him. He doesn't judge him. He looks at them and says, His blindness is for the glory of God, that the works of God might be made visible through Him. That the works of God might be made visible through Him. My dear friends, what Jesus is pointing out is that these unfortunate things tend to lead and tend to bear fruit later on. Tend to bear fruit as time goes on. And what Jesus does, He uses this unfortunate occurrence of a man born blind and heals him and allows him to restore his sight. There was recently a case of a man born blind and who did, they were medically able to restore his sight. Don't ask me how, I'm not very medically fluent. It took him a year. It took him a year to actually recognize what shapes there were, what was going on, what colors were, what people were, because he just wasn't used to it. He was born blind. Yet instantly, in today's gospel passage, the man could see. Instantly, in today's gospel passage, he can recognize. My friends, what this is a call to do, what this is a call to, to action, my friends, is instead to look at our unfortunate situations, instead of looking to our unfortunate life, instead to look at our friends who may have experienced unfortunate things, instead of look upon them with judgment, instead of look upon ourselves with judgment, rather look upon them instead with mercy. Recognizing that you and I are ultimately called to follow God, and God can make even the worst things basically beautiful. Look at the fact, look at the cross. My friends, without the cross, a, a, an ancient torture device, an ancient means of execution, we wouldn't have salvation. My friends, if we look at, at all throughout history, if there were no communism, John Paul II would have been such a great and powerful man. If there were no Nero killing Roman after Roman after Roman, St. Peter, who stood against Nero and stood for Christianity, wouldn't stand and, and, and ultimately be as great. My friends, in the, in the midst of darkness, God's light shines all the brighter. And that's our call. Our call is to be faithful to the light and not hide in the darkness. My friends, if we're honest, if we're truly honest, if in every single one of our lives, if we look in the mirror, if we go back and look at our history, there are things that we look at and we want to be those Chinese villagers. We want to look at them and condemn them. It's unfortunate, you know, I can't clean my room. It's unfortunate I can't seem to get good grades in this class. It's unfortunate I can't do this. And we tend to start to judge ourselves. We tend to, start, we tend to be very, very hard on ourselves. And what ultimately happens, how does that spill into life? We tend to be hard on other people. Why? Because if we're hard on other people, it means we don't have to look at ourselves. We don't have to look at our misery. We don't have to look at the fact that we are judgmental. My friends, that's what hell is. Hell, heaven forbid we go there, but hell is where you and I look back on our past and just brood in anger and brood in sorrow and brood in sadness for the rest of eternity. 
That's what it ultimately is. Hell is this Pharisee looking at us, us looking at ourselves and saying that we have sinned and we cast ourselves off away from God. But heaven is something else. Heaven is where you and I enter the presence of God and are able to look back at our past, able to look back at our lives, able to look back at the things that ultimately didn't work out and be able to recognize something special. Be able to recognize and say, those things were for the glory of God. Those things were so that God's work can be made, made possible. All those failures, all those missteps, all those confusions were opportunities for God to work. The challenge is for you and I to trust that, to trust that process. My friends, we might be going through a lot. Things might not be going well. Things might be going great. Either way, be very, very slow to judge. Ultimately, God is in charge. And at the end of the day, we're not here to live for the right now. We're not here to live for tomorrow. We're here to live for eternity. And that is to dwell in heaven forever. Amen.